The WBEN All Local. All Local. Produced by Randy Bushover. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazurowski. Outside clear skies, 48 degrees in Buffalo. Abortion access may still be limited after the Fifth Circuit ruling late last night, but the case is still expected to be appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court. An appeals court has partially blocked a ruling from a Texas judge that would have restricted access to a widely used abortion pill. The court is allowing the FDA's approval of Mifepristone to remain in place for now. But the three-judge panel is allowing restrictions that were lifted back in 2016 to be reinstated. That means that the drug can only be dispensed for up to seven weeks of pregnancy instead of 10 weeks. That's Rihanna and Allie reporting. All right, we'll be bringing you the latest on this throughout the morning. Meanwhile, the Louisville bank shooting suspect's mother calling 911 just before. This is his mother. I'm so sorry. I'm getting details secondhand. I'm running through it now. Oh, my Lord. Okay. And what exactly is going on with him? What, what, what is he saying he's doing? I don't know. I'm getting this information from the roommate. He apparently left the note. I, I don't know what to do. I need your help. I, I think he, he's never hurt me once. He's a really good kid. Please don't come up to him. Please. He, he's nonviolent. Mm-hmm. He's never done anything. Please. Okay. And you don't believe he owns guns? I know he doesn't own any guns. That 911 call happening just before the shooting that left five of his coworkers dead. His mother apparently didn't know. He purchased that weapon just six days prior. The Biden administration announcing the strictest ever rules on pollution from cars and trucks. The proposed directives represent a dramatic step in phasing out the use of combustion engines in favor of electric vehicles. The EPA estimates the rules could result in two-thirds of new small passenger vehicle sales and close to half of medium vehicle sales will be electric by model year 2032. EPA administer... Administrator Michael Regan announcing those measures in Washington yesterday. The EPA is proposing the strongest ever federal pollution technology standards for both cars and trucks. Okay, much more on this and getting ready to have electric vehicles in your home. Yeah, how will that impact you? WBEN's Tom Puckett looking into something often forgotten in the conversation. As the push for electric vehicles continues, electricians are getting questions about how to upgrade home electrical panels. And Laura Tyrone of Huber Electric says she's getting several calls a week. If their current panel has enough room for an additional 50-amp breaker, then they don't need to be replacing it. Um, If they do not have enough room and they only have, say, a 100-amp service, they want to go to 150, uh, it, it could be anywhere from... Three to $4,000. Tyrone says you can charge your vehicle on a standard outlet, but it could take 30 hours. With a dedicated 50-amp breaker, she says, that could take a fifth of the time. Tony Polverendi of Empire Electric says the push for electric vehicles and electrical heating appliances is prompting him to upgrade panels to at least 200 amps for his customers. If we're going to install a, a new panel in 2023, a new circuit panel, a new service, you know, we want to make sure the customer's not doing that again in another year or two when either, you know, they need to install some type of electric heating or appliances or if they go with an electric vehicle, you know, we want to make sure they're prepared for any of that. How much could an upgrade cost? It could range. There's a few variables that could play in there, but it could range from 
3500 to $5,000. Hear the full conversations online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. All right, Vans all packed up. We're ready to go. You got your suitcase on, shoes ready. All right, let's plug it in, and uh, uh, we'll go tomorrow <laughs> evening at 6 p.m. Right. Uh, that is how uh, it would work for a lot of garages around there, unless you get that upgrade. We'll be talking about those upgrades with the people who know what they're doing a little bit later on this morning. There's some new information about the apparent leak of classified U.S. military documents. A bombshell report is revealing details about the leak of what appears to be highly classified U.S. military documents. According to the Washington Post, the alleged leaker is in his 20s and worked on a military base. The Post reports he shared several documents a week beginning late last year with a group of about two dozen people on Discord, an online chat room popular with gamers. That's M. Wynn with that update. Diane Feinstein of California, the senator, asking to be temporarily replaced on the Judiciary Committee while she recovers from a case of shingles. Her announcement came shortly after two House Democrats called on her to resign because of her extended absence from Washington. The long-serving Democrats' says complications have delayed her recovery, and she has provided no date for her return to Washington. She's 89 years old. 89. Feinstein, the oldest member of Congress, her absence complicating Democratic efforts to confirm the president's nominees for many federal courts. All over western New York, people are getting out in the sunshine, but one of the popular places to do just that is looking a bit different. Construction at Canal Side altering the look of an area of downtown that western New York has used for relaxation. WBEN's Brayton Wilson has more on how it may impact the summer. If you head towards the more downtown portion of Canal Side, you may notice some construction that's ongoing in the South Odd Block, where Heritage Point is set to be constructed come 2024. Even though construction may add some extra congestion to the area, that will not stop Canal Side from being open and a destination for the public. Explore more has now been open for four or five years, and they're continually turning over their interior, so people should should be welcome to come down and visit that. We have the carousel that's going to be operational. Their hours will be more for the summer. At the Longshed Building, the Maritime Center is about 60% complete with the boat recreation of the Seneca Chief that will be launched for the uh, bicentennial. So I encourage people to come down and see that construction. They're going to be building the cabin probably over the summer. So uh, it's come a long way if you haven't visited in the summer. That's Mark Wendell, Senior Director of Design with the Erie Canal Harbor Development Corporation. He advises people heading down to Canal Side this season just to be mindful of some temporary road closures in the general vicinity. Even though construction may slow things down a bit in and around Canal Side, it's not stopping plans for the upcoming season in downtown Buffalo. Here's Lauren Maloney Ford, general manager of Buffalo Waterfront. Construction just really shows progress at Canal Side. I don't think it really impacts our planning a whole lot. You know, construction typically happens a little earlier in the day and during the morning time. So by the time of the weekend, we're, we're ready to just host people at Canal Side all day long on the weekends. Hear more on what's to come this season at Canal Side available on our website. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. All right, a lot of construction going on at Canal Side uh, right now that if you're going down there, can't help but notice what is kind of in the way. Two big streaming services announcing yesterday they are joining forces and changing names. Ever since Warner Brothers and Discovery joined forces to become Warner Brothers Discovery, we've known that they would also combine their streaming services. And Wednesday, they unveiled the new name and details. HBO Max and Discovery Plus will join together and become known as just Max starting May 23rd. They'll have various different pricing tiers. The company also confirmed a Harry Potter series based on the original books is coming, along with another Game of Thrones prequel series. Jason Nathanson, ABC News.
Hollywood. All right, Max. And Disney announcing the final date. An iconic ride will operate at Disneyland. It's a ride many of us grew up on. Time to be turning around. It opened in the 1980s, and now Splash Mountain, already shut down at Disney World, has a closing date at Disneyland. The log flume ride will close for good on May 31st. It'll be turned into a ride inspired by the 2009 film The Princess and the Frog and will be called Tiana's Bayou Adventure. The new ride will open at both Disneyland and Disney World in 2024. Alex Stone, ABC News, Los Angeles. The exclusive WBN Seven Weather Forecast for today calls for sunshine from hilltop to lakeshore. And that stiff breeze will continue. A carbon copy of yesterday, maybe just a couple of degrees warmer inland. The high temperature in downtown Buffalo in the mid-60s, but we should be easily into the low 70s elsewhere. Tonight's mainly clear, quiet. The overnight low temperature into the low 50s. Get ready for record high temperatures on Friday with sunshine. The high 75 to 80, increasing clouds Saturday. Still, though, highs in the middle and upper 70s. With your exclusive WBN Sun Weather Forecast, I'm meteorologist Josh Nichols. Speaking of a stretch of great spring weather, one of the top places to enjoy it over the past several years has been down on the waterfront. Mark Wendell joining us from the Erie Canal Harbor Development Corporation to talk about what's going on on the waterfront at Canal Side. Hey, Mark, thanks for joining us. Great to have weather like this, right? Oh, it's awesome to have weather like this. And, you know, this is what gets uh, us excited about uh, going into springtime is, is seeing everybody come back to the waterfront, whether it's the canal side or the outer harbor so uh, at the waterfront right now it's uh it looks a little bit different than in years past there's uh, some construction going on at canal side i think a lot of people are curious what exactly is being built uh right there in that area where so many people were hanging out just a few years ago yes so um at canal side you know in the the portion of land right next to explore more uh the heritage point uh apartment project uh led by sinatra and company is under construction and that should be complete in 2024 so there's a little bit of some temporary road closures along marine drive um but for the most part that's that's it right now and and you know we're open and and getting ready to start the the season with all our events at, at the canal side uh site that Heritage Point, Mark, is that the, the so-called neighborhood that we were told about a couple of years back, that uh, a couple, maybe five-story buildings are going up? So, correct. There is, that's part of it. So, that's the, the um, uh, there's going to be two buildings going up about five, six stories. Um, and then eventually, um, we're hoping to uh, have a selected developer for the North Aug Block, which is right now that large pit on the other side of the canal. And we're getting excited about that because we're hoping to bring more more uh, amenities, more uh, um, mixed use to that site to make Canal Side really a year-round uh, destination. You know, I think a lot of people are surprised to see a construction project going on while there still is the, you know, pit, as you said, and that's uh, what we've called it over the past years at the North Odd Block. When we've heard over the years, you know, so many times, uh, RFPs going out, you know, a, a project designed for this area and what's going to happen here. And it's, you know, it's still the pit. What is the plan and what is the timeline for that parcel? For that parcel, we are going to be announcing very soon the preferred developer for that parcel. Um, we're hoping to um, get them uh, agreed to a, a contract to move forward um, in uh, probably the next couple of months. And 
hopefully then we'll work with the developer to set up the right time schedule to get that development moving forward. So we're, we're closer than where we were before, and we're getting excited about getting, making that announcement soon. And then once you finish with the North Odd Block pit, then is it kind of tapped out for Canal Side development there? Development-wise, it, it gets close to it. Yes, it does. I mean, there is other projects going to be going on around Canal Side. As you know, um, BMA, the Buffalo Municipal Housing Authority will be working on their project um, outside. So there will be construction adjacencies going on as as there's renovations. Um, obviously, the lawn areas um, that could be developed if if that was the plan. And but I think we're you know we're really focused on um, the North Odd Block again. Heritage Point should be complete in 2024, and we're hoping to get the developers started soon um, in next year, and that will really set the tone for density. And again, it's it's great progress. We, you know, everybody talks about wanting to get down to Canal Side during the summertime, but bringing these buildings online will really help make it a year-round, you know, destination. Yeah, uh, you talk about being more dense, and even that possibility of those green. Uh, parcels being developed mm-hmm. in some way and a lot of people have grown to like canal side for you know kind of what it is uh, low key um you know a place to be to hang out uh with you know there's a few things to do here and there but without the big buildings uh, what what is the feedback you have when you start to entertain the idea of filling it up with development I think for, again, you know, we talk about the North Aw Block, which is the last remaining state-owned property uh, in Canal Side. I, I think people get excited because we're talking about bringing in, you know, restaurants. We're talking about bringing in some commercial space, possibly apartments, whatever the developer um, is looking at the program. But that is also, you know, bringing stuff that, that people, you know, we hear from the public that, you know, you know are there going to be more restrooms? The lines for, uh, there's not enough restaurants downtown for when does events whether it's at a canal side event or even the uh, hockey arena, you know, I think that's something that we need to, we're hearing feedback from, from the public on that and trying to achieve a a better balance. Um, You know, the boardwalk again is going to be always open and always uh, wide open for people to take those nice strolls along the, the water and enjoy the sunset in the summer. All right, yeah, I want to take you to the Outer Harbor next, Mark. Um, there's a lot of work, it seems, going on on the Outer Harbor as well as Canal Side. Let me ask you about the fencing right now. It's kind of preventing mm-hmm. walkers and runners and bikers from being able to access that full path along the Outer Harbor. Is that coming down anytime soon? The fencing um, is at Bell Slip, and it's, it's kind of a midpoint of our property along uh, the Outer Harbor. And that's going to be under construction for the duration of the year. Uh, we'll we'll make the some adjustments to the fencing as the project proceeds. But that is a project again that's, that's where we hear it, listen to the public of what kind of some needs are out there, and, and that's going to have, provide a, a restroom building at a midpoint, uh, a rest stop. It's going to have an overlook deck down to the water's edge um, at Bell Slip. Again, trying to get people more access, more view sheds along the water. And so when that project's done, it's a lot of site work. Um, there'll even be some improved parking in that area to allow us to uh, disperse the public along this, all these 200 acres along the Outer Harbor and, and give them different experiences. The idea of the Outer Harbor as an event space. Concerts are continuing uh, to go on there. You've got a, a few already announced for this summer, and we know that there's that big concert pavilion still 
under construction. I, how do you think that's going? The space is there. The question has always been, and the parking will be there uh, too soon. We've heard, you know, uh, numerous times. The question has always been the access in and out of a big event with a lot of people. Almost anybody who's been to an event on the Outer Harbor has experienced the headache of everyone trying to leave all at once. Is there any way to fix that? Um, What is being done there? Well, I think the... You know, to, to fix access, I think what we did last year, um, listening to people about uh, the, how they, you know, to leave and the time-wise is we limited ticket sales last year with certain events. Um, and um, be- working with the City of Buffalo Police Department and other agencies, uh, we learned that really a 5,000, 6,000-person event is really what those those roads handle well. Um, uh, we didn't get... Uh, we heard a lot of compliments about how easy it was to get in and out um, from those events. So I think, although road access, you know, that will continue to be monitored. Um, I think us making adjustments um, for, you know, size-wise is really what is, is helping everybody um, have a great time and not having to worry about being stuck in traffic for a long time afterwards. So what we've seen in the past, you know, the hip Guns and Roses, you know, these huge uh, Outer Harbor events. Don't expect that in the future. I, I'm not sure if I would say don't expect that. I think we're getting um, ex- some excited uh, responses about this outdoor event center from a large uh, um, a quantity of groups, it's both concert uh, promoters and also uh, local promoters. Uh, whether it's a 5K event, because this would be a permanent outdoor facility that we won't have to rent uh, a temporary stage and provide a permanent uh, green room. So I think it's 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 going to be a collaboration when when an event uh, promoter comes forward. We're going to work with them and really find the right um, you know capacity that's going to be able to handle the handle the event. So I'm not sure if you know big names won't be coming to the to come to that area. I just think we have to work together to make sure it works well for everybody. All right, and Mark, you know the city was dumping snow all winter at the Outer Harbor in the area where the Super Flea was held last year. The snow is melting, but it's leaving a lot of debris behind. Is that going to be ready? Will it, the Super Flea be back this year? It was pretty popular. Yeah, I'm not sure about the Super Flea. I'd have to talk with our operator. But the, the New York State uh, um, uh, Department of Transportation, they're doing a great job of cleaning up that site right now. And that site will be cleaned up and uh, available you know, for pedestrians. We're also along that way. You know, we took on a little bit of some um, sage damage from the storms along the along the water's edge. We're we're doing some repairs there. We're you know, we're working very um, diligently to try to get everything ready for you know Memorial Day is a really a big moment for us to get people out there along the water. So we're all working collaboratively to really get the the site dressed up and have more access for the people in, in the weeks to come. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.